0: Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuning into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and as usual, um, we got a great one for you this week. Uh, not just because of the uh, artists we're talking about, we're talking about Robert Glasper Experiment, his new album, Art Science, uh, but also the panel we got. We got Marcus Dowling sitting down here with us. To talk about this, you know, you know Marcus from uh, places like Pitchfork, like Bandcamp, like One Love Massive. You might know him from uh, Getting Over Season 1, uh, which is just wrapped, and uh, and uh, Season 2 coming soon. That's something that we do together. It's kind of fun. You get to hear about people like, or hear from people, excuse me, uh, like Odyssey, like Black Milk, like Jamal Gray, if you're here in the DC area or know of Nag Champa. Uh, also on this podcast, we got Marcus J. Moore, uh, the man uh, with the plan who was executed on the plan. He's now the uh, senior editor up at Bandcamp up in New York City. Uh, and, you know, for my money right now, they're doing the best music journalism uh, that I've seen since, honestly, we started the site. Uh, they are, they're absolutely killing it. So if you're not tuning into that, then uh, I I highly suggest just go to Bandcamp.com. You got your Bandcamp daily stuff. You got all your features. Just follow him, man, because uh, shit's getting real up there. Uh, and they are they are changing the game. And I would e- expect nothing less uh, from Mr. Moore. And uh, Mr. Moore is actually the, the reason we're doing this. He, he, you know, we all know Robert Clasper, right? And uh, he's played on everything that you love in the past few years. Uh, we, we run down the list of uh, artists he's played with. But it's pretty much everyone. He's a jazz keyboardist. Uh, he's amazing. We'll have a little more background on him coming up. But uh, was not aware this this new album was coming out. It was a follow up to his 2012 album Black Radio. Uh, or actually, I think there's a Black Radio Two in there actually. And uh, long story short, you can look over on the right. It's a Triple by. It's amazing. So uh, I had the pleasure of sitting down uh, with. Two of my good friends, some people like to talk about music most in the world, uh, about an album and an artist that I like to listen to most in the world at this moment in time. Uh, so, that's basically your podcast. If that's the type of thing you're into, then uh, you know, you're set. Get comfortable because we're about to start. If not, yeah, we got about two hundred or so other podcasts back there. Uh, two hundred and I think nineteen to be specific. Maybe you want to find something you like. Uh but I, I really I really think you sit down like this, you know, maybe you don't even know don't even know what we're talking about here, but uh, I guarantee you it's gonna expand your mind, it's gonna blow your mind, and the music is gonna enrich your mind. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is episode number two hundred and nineteen of Chunky Glass of the Podcast. We're meeting my friends Mr Marcus Dowling and Mr. Marcus Moore sitting down to review the new album from the uh Robert Glasper experiment art science okay
1: it happens here and it finishes here two men enter
2: one man
0: merely a two-word review it just a shit sandwich i will roll the record after that that right there is
3: it's a logical house
4: We've
0: been waiting a while to talk about the, uh, album we're going to be talking about here. Robert Glasper's "Experiments: Art Science." Uh, thanks Jesus. to thanks to one of our guests down here, Mr. Marcus Moore, senior editor of Bandcamp. <laughs> How the Thank fuck him. you doing? I'm doing good, man. You're your, uh, your sole uh, recover from the Blood Orange show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a pretty good show. That was nice. Man. That, was yeah, a, yeah. that was enriching. It was uh, good stuff. I enjoyed that. Also down here, uh, this is another Markei. Yo. You, you have the gift of the Markei episode here. Mr. Dowling. Hello, sir. How's it going, man? I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. It's This is going to be a good one because <laughs> because this album is awesome. <laughs> but, yes, it is. Uh, so that might have spoiled things. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about something that you might know a little bit about. Uh, I know you know a little bit about. Now you're at Bandcamp, you know a little bit about. I know a little bit about because I've been in a band. Uh, the importance of band names here. Oh yeah. All <laughs> right. So uh Eduardo actually sent me this site the other other day. It's called ericsbandnames.com. There's a guy sitting on the on the thing, he's in a speedo, a pink tracksuit, uh, top, unzipped, hairy chest, holding a rose. Below <laughs> it, though, here here's here's the money. Because this is legitimate. This guy is like it's like providing band names for you, if you're a musician listening, oh, and you haven't named your band. You have a sound. You don't know what it means. Oh, uh, no. So here we go. Uh, we're going to start. I'm going to jump around, but like, uh, Robot Dog Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Trading Asians. That's not, that's not okay. <laughs> Timely. Oh, here's a good one. Teledildonics. What? Uh, <laughs>
5: what? And there's that. Boring Whores.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, this one's taken. Queef Latifah. Oh, like that's taken. I
5: but, mean, I know a DJ named Linka which is pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty the close name to that. Is, yeah,
0: thirteenth uh, grade. That's
5: odd.
0: Acidic <laughs> <laughs> gridlock. God in the condom. Uh, God in a condom. Nipple toupees. Oh. <laughs> Duck Great. Nobody's going to see your band if it's named <laughs> Duck Ray, So let's, let's get off of there. So, so this yeah. shit is actually really important because we get all these fucking emails like every day. I mean, um, although I'm, I'm on a I'm plug right now uh, Google Inbox. I don't know if you've started using it. Amazing. No, holy so, no, no, holy do that, crap. Do that. Google Inbox. Yeah, Google inbox. If, if you are a music journalist, Google Inbox will save your life. It's the best. My, my inbox went from literally like I come home at night and it's like there's four thousand in there. Yeah. Zero. Every single day.
3: Yeah. Oh yes. They like
5: organize they organize it for you and everything. So like all of your like, you know, your PR emails go to one box. Like your ones yeah, directly from artists. So badass. Who have your email address, it goes yeah. to one box. It's beautiful. It's, oh hell yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's so badass. So yeah, so yeah, at yeah. any anyway, rate, uh but but we're talking about the importance of band names and uh and when we get all these emails, uh they come in and That's honestly the first thing you see, right? Yeah. And I is that does that start with marketing? Like, how how do you think?
3: I mean, I mean, what sells it to you? You know, honestly, Mr. Moore. The thing, it's crazy because it's like when you've been covering music for so long, you develop this intuition. So you just kind of know what's going to be what before you even click on the email. Mm -hmm. But admittedly, when I look at some of these emails and I see like there's a band name, uh, Mannequin Pussy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like, I don't think I'm going to click on this one. I'm going to just let this one ride out. So for me, man, it's like you got to have a cool band name. But for me, it's more about the kind of music that you're doing. Like if, if I feel like you're doing what everybody else is doing. And if your cover photo or your, your press photo looks, you know, like the typical, Oh, here we are mm-hmm. standing at a bridge and we're <laughs> all locked on, you know, hang, leaning on each other. You know, I, am not going to pay attention to okay. that. I'm just going to kind of delete those emails. Yeah.
5: So I came up as a writer, um, in, in the, the Baltimore, uh, the, the vortex of Baltimore, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn in around 2008. So, uh, yeah, that was an era when like people were just kind of being crazy so um there'd be nights I'd be in Baltimore and I and God bless him, but I would see a guy named DJ Dog Dick <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, Okay, DJ Dog Dick is opening. So what kind of crowd is DJ Dog Dick? DJ bring? Dog Dick would play a little bit of, you know, like kind of like industrial and uh-huh. some Baltimore club. So he was like an opener and then you would have like maybe like James Nasty, who like is a guy that people know, and then you'd have like after him, maybe like a headliner kind of guy. Like DJ Catballs. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus, terrible. But so like you you and so like these names at that era was like all very ironic. So like like Diplo's name for Diplodocus. Like he was DJ right. Diplodocus for right. at least a year. Right. Like and he's Diplo who makes records with Rihanna and Beyonce. Like he's legendary. You just mm-hmm. don't know. Like you've no fucking clue. You're like, oh great, you're I'm gonna change his name. Yeah, but he changes the Diplo when he realized, oh, people want to take me seriously. Oh, so shit, I might need a name that people can... So, like, that's we rich names. Like, I think about, like, okay, when I look at someone's name, if it's a name that they clearly took some real time to, like, put together, like, there's a DJ in DC name, Eyes Cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aisha. And her name is Aisha. So it's, like, eyes, which is, like, short, and then it's cold because it's eyes sounds like ice. And it's cold. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, you're an intelligent person, right? So you've obviously taken some time and taken some energy and taken some effort to like think about this. So I know that when you do a DJ set, uh, uh, this is going to be a well put together DJ set. And if you make tracks, even more so, you're you're going to really take some time to put together like these tracks into something that's like really intriguing, like not just like some slop that was kind of like thrown together and it's kind of like. Slapdash,
0: right, mm-hmm. right. That, that's actually a really good example because, like, I saw that, you know, when she was. And I, I don't listen to dance music, but I'm like, "Well, oh, fuck, that's a good name." Yeah, and, yeah. and, it, and it is like a window into uh, the person making the music, which whether we like it or not, like look, I think we'd all like to sit around and say we only judge it by the art. It's just the music and stuff, but we don't. We're we're people. We're influenced by appearance. <laughs> unfortunately, we're yeah. influenced by aesthetic where at as I've been called out many times in this podcast influenced by hype uh in so, fact I, I talked to somebody about the Bonnie Vera album at the uh, Blood orange Show and they were like I said yeah because we've been listening to it a little bit and uh and they were like uh, I was like yeah I'm glad we got it a little early because you know it gives you time and, he, and his immediate response was, he was like oh so you don't get with the sheeple mm-hmm. and I said yeah actually as much as you know I try not to get into that the, I think we've all done it. I think we've all fallen into right. that hole. Totally, you
3: know, totally. and
0: make it. We now, now we make an effort not to,
3: <laughs> for sure. Exactly.
0: Uh, but but something like Eyes Cold, you know that you look at that and you're like, hey, what what's this person gonna do? Right. This yeah. person cares about what they're doing. Exactly. They, they didn't all do the something. They didn't do something like when when I was in a band. We we played like small gigs around Roanoke, Virginia, and name of our band was Morning Wood. Because Steve <laughs> <was, he laughs> Marcus get horns giggling, right?
3: Because I'm 15. So. <laughs> right, right.
0: Well, there's an actual band called Morningwood now. Yeah. And, but we weren't even we weren't even smart enough to be at Morning M O U R N I N G. Oh, you know. Shh. But to be clear, it was about lots of drinking, lots of drugs, and just like hanging out. So, so there was no there was no smartness behind it. There was like passed out drummers and shit. And we got the response that we deserved. We'd play like a little show, and like three people, would say our name, like up next morning, would, and they'd be like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and then that was it.
5: <laughs> and then nobody gave a, nobody gave a flying fuck about us, right? Well then there's that that one band that's like the 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 exclamation points or whatever. Oh yeah, chick, yeah, yeah, chick, 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 chick. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, like you guys. I mean, no one knows that era where like all the bands were Google and searchable. Uh huh. And you're like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? Like, okay, I can't search for you. Ha ha. Okay.
3: Well, next. here's the thing. I mean, just on the flip side of that, you know, a, an album that's coming out pretty soon, uh, Gaslamp Killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his name, he totally fits his name. Yeah. You know, yeah. you listen to his music, you're like, oh, this shit is like menacing and sinister and all that. Yeah. Like, you don't know whether he's like a Freddy Krueger type dude or just what. So right. it goes both ways. <laughs> but admittedly, yeah, when I get all those emails, I'm like, ugh. Oh, what is his band name? I don't know if I'm going to listen to this right now.
5: So. Or or like the idea, like, I love the intention of Tyler, the creator, because it's Tyler, comma, the creator. Yeah. So like, clearly, he was like, I'm I'm going to do something like really basic, but at the same time, I'm going to put something so seemingly min- like minimal in there that's actually huge, because it's like, okay, now it takes you out of like the rap lane, and it puts you into this alt lane, and then mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. further into this alt lane, like when you listen to him rap, you're like, wait... Why are you even here? You should be over here. And then by the time you've been listening to a Tyler create Creator record, and remember his first record is Yonkers, yeah. which is like one of the hardest rap records of all time. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're like, what? How, yeah, how right. it's perfect that perfect. How,
0: how do you guys feel about pseudonyms? So I'm thinking, uh, and I'm just gonna go like mainly indie rock, but people like uh, like Bon Iver, like mm-hmm. uh, uh oh, damn, the name just just literally escaped me. Uh, like Iron and Wine. Like all these yeah. big people, the single people who uh, assume the Francis and the lights, uh, right. stuff like that. How do you guys feel about that stuff?
3: I, don't know, I, I always thought mm. it was kind of weird because it's, <laughs> I, don't, it's I, I just never understood the point. I never understood like, the point of that. Like, I get it
5: if Okay. So if like, okay, so like we just saw Blood Orange perform live. So Blood Orange performed live in his bedroom, like as Marcus and I were saying in the concert about a thousand million times. Before you ever got on stage yeah. in front of the people. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you got in your bedroom and you decided, like, I'm going to be a band. Like, okay, well, so when I was a kid, I, I had a group. I, didn't, I don't, It wasn't really, like, I forget the name of it. I, it'll, it'll come to me for a different podcast. Okay. Just like Slow Hits. This is on the level of Slow Hits. <laughs> so, like, Dude, Slow Hits is going to be
0: its own podcast. Oh, I know, I know. This totally. Don't
5: totally about that. But, yes, yeah, so I had a group. And, you know, like, if I were to... Get together with some talented musicians that could kind of reanimate things that I did in my childhood or reanimate things that I did at some other point in my life, and it's in my head. I'd probably use the same name that I I thought of, like, along the way, even if it's just me and some players or just whatever. It's like, okay, that's the name because, but if if it's just you, it's just you. But if if I'm talented enough to play like songs that could fill, you know, this kind of like a whole spread of music that's in my head. I'd probably come up with a band name for it. Uh, it just seems logical.
3: So you wouldn't like okay. I'm going to the Lincoln Theater to see Marcus Dowling. Like you wouldn't just go by your name.
5: No, because the, the We ir-
0: we just did this. I mean, we went to see. We didn't go to see Dev Hines.
5: So right, blood, sure. orange. Blood, orange. blood orange, Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, because seeing blood, seeing Dev Hines is not not nothing against Dev Hines. Is gifted, but like seeing Dev Hines is kind of
3: whack. yeah. You wouldn't buy that ticket. Like
5: see yeah. blood orange. You're like. Fuck yeah. I'll see blood <laughs> orange. Like, you know, like whatever I called my uh, oh God, uh, now I'm going to think about this all throughout the podcast. But whatever I <laughs> called myself, like, yeah, that's probably a better name than Marcus Dowling. Yeah. So I'm going to put that, I'm going to slap that on my creative, like, you know. Wasn't
0: Clark Kent, was it? No, because that's
5: taken. I know, I know. Right. It's not even though I'm wearing glasses, <laughs> it's not Clark Kent. It's all right, man. Surprisingly enough. It's all right if it was. I'm just saying this. You're in a safe space, man Okay. I feel good. I like safe spaces. <laughs> all right,
0: all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, so the importance of band names is is like what? What's the worst band name that you guys have heard? God. Real band name, and it can't be anal cunt. Because <laughs> you know what? Gosh darn it! They made something of themselves.
3: That's a great question, man. I gotta look back through my emails, but
5: I don't know if I have an answer. Uh, for for me, it's always shit robot. Yeah. Yeah, it was the, uh, a bad the the one. German is, the uh, German techno DJ because I never forget like when I was like going through like I, everybody needs to understand like I went through like I stopped I was a DJ for ten years before I like stopped and got in a relationship and just kind of like forgot about music for right. the better part of five years right? right. so like there's all this music that existed for like five years that I caught up with within the span of like a year when I first started doing all of this so there's just people. That like would pop up on my radar like, oh, this person existed. And I'd look at their name and immediately go, yes, no, maybe I'm not listening to that anyway whatsoever. You can't beg me to do that. So like, shit robot pops up on your radar and you're like going through like, okay, I need to listen to this techno and this techno and this and this and this. And then you're like, shit robot. Nope. Because his name is just so like Discordant to like. Do you have the same aversion you know, to
0: Diarrhea Planet?
5: I was just about to say that was the name <laughs> right. that came up to me.
0: Because I know people who say that, and and, and, are, and are basically like, "That's gross." I'm like, I mean, okay. like, given okay. the,
5: given the music that they
3: make, it makes sense. Like, oh yeah,
5: yeah, like <laughs> so, it totally yeah. makes sense. Like, I'm not have surprised. you ever seen him more?
3: No, uh, I can't. I can't make myself see him. Oh, I <laughs> I, I will take you to see him, man.
5: Because
0: <laughs> this you, is uh, there's
3: nothing like it. You're gonna have to because yeah, 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 yeah I'm not yeah, gonna.
0: it's good. Um so you were gonna say Diarrhea Planet?
3: I was. I totally was. While you were talking, I was like, "Well, keeping with that theme, yeah, <laughs> Diarrhea yeah. Planet." Just,
5: Diarrhea is. Planet is made good though. But really, yeah.
3: I, I can't make myself. What's only that funny
5: though. is like I've listened to Shit Robot in time, and I'm like, "Oh, I should have totally listened to this guy. He's actually yeah. like talented and gifted in what he does." But yeah, it's all. It's seriously like you look at a name sometimes, like you said, and you're just like, "Nope." Like,
3: no, nah, I can't do it today. <laughs> not, today. <laughs> not today. Maybe tomorrow.
0: Inbox will let you snooze.
3: <laughs> oh. this, this,
0: this podcast is not sponsored by Inbox. <laughs> Made by Google. <laughs> I'm Yet. gonna check it out tonight. Um I think the worst one I've ever seen or heard. Coldplay. How about that? <laughs>
5: oh, oh, God, fire. The lead the lead wow. of Coldplay is a song Chainsmokers, by the way. If if and like things oh. that should have never should have or should have never happened in the world, but yeah, there you go.
0: <sighs> yeah, so there, there you go. go.
5: Another number one,
0: you know. Yeah. Worked that, out for them. Worked exactly. out for, for all these people. Good so. for all of them. <laughs> so, so the point is, if you're a musician and listening to this, you have people in the room uh, who, who know a little bit about this shit, like,
5: put some thought behind the name of your band, right? Or just call your band The Rolling Stones and just be awesome. Well, you can't do that. Fuck. Yeah, that's been done. Yeah. That's a great name, too. G- give it 20 years.
0: I hate yeah. to say that, but... Actually, no, you're going to have to give it 40 because Keith is going to live forever. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck. You guys ready to talk about some Robert Glass? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Track is "Find You" off of uh, Robert Glasper's uh, latest album, Robert Glasper Experiment. Uh, this is his second proper solo album, more or
3: uh, as, as the Robert Glasper as the Robert, Exper- Robert, Robert Glasper Experiment. Experiment. Experiment third, third because he third. had two Black Radio. Yeah.
0: Um, if you don't know the name Robert Glasper, you haven't been paying attention to music. Period. He's played on pretty much everything. I have a list here that I'm just going to put in the show notes. Uh, just go to his Wikipedia page associated with Axlesey. Bilal, most stuff. Q Tip, RCDC, Jay Dilla, Eric B. MF Doom, Kanye West, Common, william Am, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick, Taleb, Maxwell, Michelle. Like
5: this list yeah. is well, fucking. Well, tell him uh, what's the most important record that he played on. What What is the most important record? Last he played? year came out to last year. Butterfly. To, yeah, I took Kendrick. <laughs> was all yeah. Over. yeah. No, you could just the... like cut that entire list.
0: Well, I, I I don't know. My my point is like this yeah. guy has been around for we couldn't figure out how many how many years, but a good good long while, a long time. Yeah. And uh, in 2012, won a Grammy as uh, for best R and B album for his own Black Radio. Um, and uh, this time though he's put together, I think it's a quartet. Yeah, 250? it is. Yeah, yeah it's a quartet. quartet. Robert yeah. Glasper on saxophone, Casey Benjamin on bass, Derek Hodge, uh, bass is Derek Hodge, and drummer Mark kohlenberg and if you listen to this first track of this album this is what this is what, what gets you into this thing is that he sort of calls it out mm-hmm. it's yeah. sort of like just sitting down and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it's it's traditional jazz man yeah and uh and he's sitting there and he calls out and announces the band and says this is this is this and all of a sudden you're on a jazz odyssey mm-hmm. or as casey would say you're making a yes making a yes <laughs> making <it> a yazz. Yes. <laughs> uh like i was saying more you brought this to uh our attention and uh thank you for that sir as always uh, man appreciate that, it. that is um you know beyond everything we've said that he has he's done here uh he also was the musical director on miles ahead
3: yeah yeah maybe yeah. last year
0: got to play with uh one of his heroes herbie hancock that's right on that who's on this record
3: yeah on this record, and he um he's producing uh, Herbie Hancock's next record. Him, Terrace Martin, Thundercat. You see
5: how that works? Okay, <laughs> okay. So so like for for people who are not who are probably not playing this game at home, you should probably play this game right now and put together the fact that in the last like two years, um, Robert Glasper has recorded with Kendrick Lamar. He assisted with the soundtrack of a Miles Davis film. Mm-hmm. Played music with Herbie Hancock. Uh, has released two albums in. 2016 mm-hmm. and everything's uh, beautiful yeah has literally been covered by every single outlet that you actually care about saying anything mm-hmm. about music yeah. in the space of like two years just boom and like, he
3: was on Anderson Park's record he's exactly on, he's gonna exactly. be on oh, was he? yeah he was on Anderson Park's record he's Jesus on Christ. common <laughs> and uh, Mac Miller's new records too. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
5: so so just like when you really put that together like okay so like there, there's, there's an exalted level of African American musician or just musician in general. Let's just drop the African-American moniker to mm-hmm. that. And, and Robert Glasper is better than that right now. He's on a level that is so exalted that like, to me, it's like, it's funny. When I listen to this record, um, it's almost like he made a bunch of awesome B-sides with his boys, but he didn't, but he didn't do it like you do, like, like a the typical artist does with his boys, where he's just kind of like hanging out and makes a cool record. But he went to like New Orleans and got like a major label to put out him hanging out with his boys mm-hmm. and just making some cool ass jazz records, which mm-hmm. is crazy like that's like i don't like I don't know if the music industry has ever has it has moved this way in thirty years. it's crazy like it's just that that's bananas yeah. to me well
0: I, I want to put in i th- I think we do need to add uh a black musician to that, okay. I, I think because and, and again in that first song, what he what he also calls out. I it, just want to know, make sure that
5: people know he's better than Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, he,
0: he's the one person who's better than Chris <laughs> right. Martin. Right I, mean, I just want to make
5: sure, <laughs> um, or Green Day, or anybody Chris Martin not about? on this album,
0: everybody is, yeah. You feel the burn, Chris Martin. Mm. Um,
5: uh, no. <laughs> feel the burn, Green Day. So yeah, nine thirty. No, no, because so, because, because
0: a, as well as calling out his band, there's like a sound clip on here that says on that first track, which is called "This Is Not Fear." It says, "My community has given the world," and I'm paraphrasing. My community has given the world so many different styles of music. Why should I just confine myself to one? Mm-hmm. And this seems to be what his mission is. Whether or not you're listening to Kendrick's album, whether right. or not you're listening yeah. to his other album. You know, a lot of this album falls into something that we—I think—we've talked about on here. The—the the dentist office music, where, and, and I mm-hmm. finally—I finally parsed it this afternoon listening to this stuff. It's like the different. So, look, this album is a little bit of a booty call, right? Yeah, totally, totally, of course. Yes. Totally. Of course. Right? So that, dude, I'm just telling you guys, this does not exist <laughs> in like the music that I grew up with. Yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't have Brian Adams making a booty call.
5: Everything I do, I do it for you. I mean that was a booty call.
0: But aside <laughs> one
1: that,
5: one's one. right.
0: You, you can find them. You can find them.
5: Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. a bad name, not a booty call. No, not a booty call.
0: Right? Nah. And I'm close. And and it, and so the dichotomy here, and, and the flip is that you have these in a booty call. You don't need to be lyrically all the time complex. And this right. al, and this album very much isn't exactly. But you do have to be musically complex. You got to show you can do what you need to do with your lips, with your fingers, with, mm. you know, your feet, mm. if you're a drummer and all that stuff. And that's, that's the very big difference because if this was a, a, a indie rock album or something, you, you know, on this one, you have exceptional musicians. And on that Dennis office music, you had exceptional musicians playing the stuff that people are like, Oh, what are these lyrics? What are you talking about? Right. And this is like the flip side is just like, you know, bad music, upfront lyrics. You have Dylan. Right, yeah. Right. So that diversion aside, <laughs> no. you're looking at me more like, "Where are you going with this?" Man? <laughs> no, I'm just listening, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. you know, um, okay. you know. But that solidified uh, this type of music as, for me, today, just listening to as basically one of my favorite music types of music that I'll listen to ever. Mm-hmm. Because what's, I mean, look, what's more important than the booty call?
5: come on no <laughs> but really survival like, of the race come on man that's true uh, I, mean, I mean to me there's like there's a thing that's been lost from like black music for god another, another time like this has been well especially black music um for like god maybe 25 years now and it's like romance it's like Actually like romancing yeah. a woman like the second, romance the second sensuality? That, yeah, yeah, the second nuance. that Bell Biv DeVos said, smack it up, flip it, rub <laughs> it down. <laughs> that was it. Done. 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 Yeah. We, we can no longer be romantic on a record. Mm-hmm. But there's all these guys now who are like making jazz records and in the midst of making a jazz record, then you have to because it's 2016, you can't just make a jazz record, you have to make an R and B record. And not like an R and B record as defined by like, okay, so I'm going to use these hip hop beats and make like an R and B record where like I sing like black street or something. Right. But it's like, okay, I'm going to go back and like, look at like Bill Withers. And I'm going to look at all these people who actually made soul records that, you know, like are soul records, not like R and B is influenced by hip hop, but like soul. There's like a different, there's like a whole other generation that we're going back to and we're pulling from. And to hear Mm -hmm. that stuff, in the, the the modern, I guess you would say modern idiom or whatever, of like R&B records that are influenced solely by hip-hop, like this is not like a Trey Songs record or something like that. Mm-mm, this is no. like an actual soul record. Even Bilal's stuff and like people that were doing those kinds of records, like Zo and all those people who were doing those kinds of records. This is even like a it? step back from even what they're doing. Like it's like even older. It's even more like ingrained in like the tradition of soul music with black people that I said like died the second that Bob DeVoe said smack it up, flip it rubber it down.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know I, I agree with everything that you just said, but I also hear some uh, some mainstream like he's reaching for mainstream acceptance yeah, as well because bit. you hear you hear like some Kanye in there, but you hear like some Drake, but it's not it's not overt. Yeah, but it, it it all seems very natural, but it's totally still in there. Right. But
0: but to me, what, what I heard when I heard that was. It was evolving what like Kanye and stuff was trying to hit on. Yeah, going back to the history of music, they're like here and there, I'm like oh man, that's what we listen to and stuff. So, and he's like, no nah, man, this is how it's done. Yeah.
5: Like, mm-hmm. So like to me, it's like okay, why did Kanye grab the AutoTune on eight oh eight? What record was he listening to bon that made him stop and say, Well,
0: <laughs> according to Minneapolis, <laughs> did you see that article?
5: What, what
3: article? Attributing
0: was AutoTune to uh, Bonnie Vere. I missed
3: it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thankful I missed it. good.
5: Right. But yeah, so it's like, what record was Kanye listening to that made him say, I want to Tune. I want to sing with autotune. And you're not going to the Kanye record because most people are thinking, okay, they're going back to 808s. No, there's a record before 808s that all those people in the room know. And they're like, all right, we're going to go boom to there because we know that record cold mm. and we want to like bring that essence back into this modern record. I mean, when I hear that, that's what I go. I go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not anybody who says it's Kanye. I don't, I don't like. It's not that I don't respect you as a writer or a thinker, but like, think again. Like, really think about it. Mm. Because, well, and
3: you know, and and to yeah. your point, man, I feel like. Everybody knows about Robert Glasper now because he was on To Pimp About a Fly and he was on the Miles Davis movie. But let's give, I think we all need to give credit for it. He was, before jazz became a thing again, he was the guy, like he was the only guy who he was the go-to dude where it was like, okay, I want to make this weird jazz hip hop, uh, Dilla based hip hop Mm -hmm. record or whatever. Glasper was the dude you'd go to, you know? And I feel like now especially i i felt like the whole black radio motif the first one was really really good i thought the second one was a little bit too safe and i i kept thinking like the whole time like casey benjamin in my opinion is the mvp of the band yes he is mm-hmm. so we need to put him out front <laughs> yeah. and i feel like on this one it was like okay we're gonna keep everything in house and we're just gonna make this really really kick-ass record and i think that's what they did because i mean glad this is what glass has been doing solo for like the last what 10 years yeah at least it. Yeah
0: and, and it it comes off as of sounding like highly polished but not highly like commodified not like it's not reaching for an audience because you have mm. some old school like soul jams you have some more skate jams and that and then you have like that track we just played devolves into like a, like a weather report jam yeah <sighs> Like f- solid, weather report? solid weather like report, solid Damn, jazz sir. fusion. There there's Al DiMiola style guitar all over this thing. Mm-hmm. And and it's twenty sixteen. And it's and it's a it's a thing in the seventies. If if you if you listen to that stuff, and even the early eighties, if you listen to that stuff, you were you were the weirdo, man. You were you were the guy that's like, ah. Oh. It wasn't even the jazz heads were like, fuck you, man. No, you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that. Their guitar is plugged in. What are you talking about? They got distortion on that. <laughs> But, but that evolved and, it, and it, it sort of sunk into the scene and stuff. You yeah. know, I was reading something today, an interview with uh, Glasper, and he was talking about how truly influenced he was by Miles Davis and not in the way that everybody is like, yeah, man, Miles Davis, right? He's, he's like, no, he, he, he really understands. And judging from hearing this, like he, he understands what Miles was trying to do. Yeah, and changing the music like there's no idiom that fits for this it's on the song to song. you true. agree? Would you? It's and yeah, it's a complete album.
3: It's totally complete, and the, and the thing that I always loved about Glassberg is like even over the years, just interviewing him, he would kind of like coil up a little bit when you call him a jazz musician because he just kind of does everything. Like his music is rooted in jazz, sure, but. His whole thing was like, no, nah, don't box me in. Like, like he said at the top of the record, like you paraphrase, mm-hmm. he does everything. He does everything really well. It's like yeah. okay, his mm-hmm. um black radio record best won uh, a Grammy for best R and B album. Yeah, you know, which so is it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It's like it wasn't like okay, this is the jazz album. He pretty much does everything he wants and he does it well. And um, I think that the strong thing about Glasper is like. He's very, very nuanced, and mm. I like how you can't figure it out. I like how when I was reviewing it, it was like, I don't know what to call this. Is this jazz? Is it, wh- you know, what is it exactly? You know, the fact that he threw all these different sounds on there, and it sounds natural, I think is amazing. Yeah,
5: yeah. so um, can we talk about the Human League cover? Oh, that, yeah. That
0: shit let's blew play my track. mind. And then
5: okay, we'll come back track. to we'll Because, back because
0: to actually, I, I want to bounce off your point when we yeah. come back. But, that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah so, uh, let's see. We didn't play a track. This is thinking about you. This is actually Glassboro vocals. It is. So yeah, uh, so good.
2: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Another night, another show. No matter where I go, people ask and wanna know where is my mind? Cause when I'm there, I'm not there. So real, so elsewhere, and nothing matters, and I don't care most of the time. From New York, L.A., every single day, I'm thinking about you, Think about you. In Japan, U.K., in every other way, I'm thinking about you, Think about you. Think about you, think about you when I breathe, even when I blink. Tomorrow, girl, it's gonna be the same day. Magic, magic, yeah. Every dime that I earn and every mile that I burn As far as I am concerned, girl, it's for you, yeah So wonder not if I'm yours, I've never been so sure that you are all I hope for, and this is why. From New York, LA, and every single day I'm thinking about you. Think about you. In Japan, UK, and every other way I'm thinking about you. Think about you. Think about you in the free, even when I blink. Tomorrow, girl, this could be the same damn thing I'm thinking about you. Think about you. Think about you. I'm thinking about you
0: thinking about you again uh, that doesn't leave something to be
2: desired musically at all no
0: no that's like i said that's classic like booty call mixed with exceptional like jazz musicianship and just like look and robert's voice ain't great it don't matter no he's got the the moves with the keys the lady don't care she's like you're trying it's all good
5: (laughs) okay so this finally just hit me shit this is this moment um I don't know if uh, I forget the name of Monifa, Monifa's first record. Like we're going to get really deep into some like, as Solandra would say, like B-side stuff here. right. Um, Monifa's first record. I forget the name of it is. I think it's, I think it's, I need you. Um, You is the big single off of it. Um, You can find it on Spotify. I know this only because I have it all downloaded to my phone, but um, Heavy D produced that record and Heavy D in case people don't know is one of the greatest producers that ever lived. And one of the big things with Heavy is that he was able to, like, find the space between, like, synthesizers and organic soul music and, like, make these beautiful records. Like, Soul For Real's Candy Rain, Mm -hmm. Heavy D Production, like, all that stuff. Like, you know, just these beautiful records that come together. So when I listened to this album, I went, oh, my God, I haven't heard this in almost 15 years. Mm -hmm. And it's stuff like that. It's, like, being able to, like, and there's a select few that could do it. And I don't know what it, where you come from musically, like what your influences are, but you got to be deep to be able to pull those things together and make them coalesce. And when you get it, beautiful. Yeah. What's you know
0: you know what's fascinating about this album? This uh, this will sort, maybe it will lead into the talk about the human cover, yeah. uh, the human lean cover. Yeah. Um, is how uh invisible Glasper is on this. Yeah. He. I mean. He's everywhere. I mean, this is this is not. And maybe that's just again. We were just talking about like band names. Maybe it's just like, oh, this is this is Robert Glasper. Maybe he was off like sitting in the other room drinking right. a little croy, <laughs> like croy. <LaCroix>. Uh, <laughs> you know. But there's keyboards on this. Obviously, there's synths. There's, but it's almost invisible and it's graceful and it and it makes it makes the music feel like way more human, pardon the pun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, you you feel that way? I mean, because yeah, totally. you're, you're a big jazz head, so this is, like, this is your boy. No, so,
3: <laughs> no totally. And That's the thing I noticed when I first played the record. It was like, you know, on, I guess he, he kind of got his fill with being in the lead on the Robert Glasper album that he came out with, you mm-hmm. know, the Everything's Beautiful record, where he was clearly out in front. He was the producer and all of that. With this, I mean, I feel like I've seen the experiment a bunch of times and they're all very, very, ex. they're they're wonderful musicians. And that's the thing. It's like Glasper is barely there even when he's playing live. Now, when he's doing the trio stuff, that's more him because it's more like piano driven and there isn't as much there to get in the way. But Robert Glasper experiment, I mean, everybody's such an accomplished musician. I mean, Derek Hodge is really good as a solo artist. Mm -hmm. He's, He's come out with two really good records uh casey benjamin the same thing he used to be in bands mark Collenberg's an amazing drummer and then you have glasper obviously so in listening to this i feel like they finally for the first time like in in previous records we would hear them open up a little bit on songs like song like open mind or all matter or whatever they would open up here and there but i'm thankful that this is a record that they just opened up the entire lp yeah you know the like from the word go all the way through it yeah. was just them like they didn't follow any format to just kind of put out the record that they wanted to so which is like, amazing it's yeah. amazing it's like that, on the surface you can call it a jazz record yeah. but it's so much other there's so many other things on there as well Did
0: he just like
5: basically create his own genre i mean can we just call this a Glassberg record i i I think so in the same way that you call a kamasi washington record a kamasi washington record in the same way that you call a thundercat record a thundercat record like yeah it's like as
3: soon as you hear like yeah actually that's a very good point because when you listen to glass you can you can tell glass was on the record as soon as it opens up as soon as you hear the keys you're like okay because he does like like that really fluttering kind of thing same thing with thundercat same thing with Kamasi. Like, as soon as you hear them play, you're like, okay, there's, there's Robert. All right, oh, there's Steven. You know, right. whatever. So, right. you know, you, I think it's, it's accurate to say that he has his own genre, for sure.
5: I, I love the fact that all of the top session players, that's what they were before 2016. They were all top session players, you know, yeah. for, the, for, for the mainstream. All have their own style of music that exists in the world now unfettered. Like, all of these great, yeah musicians can all just walk in the studio and play whatever they want and it's like cool like great awesome do what you do like don't don't feel constrained by an expectation to like have to make x or y because like calling this record a jazz record is doing it a great disservice for that reason i think exactly you,
0: you know what's crazy and i mean if paul were here he'd be like shut up But 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 I'll say it because he's not here. Is that we see these cycles in art, in music, in in everything and stuff. And this is how, like, what we know now today as rock and roll got started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All these session musicians coming out and being like, "Yeah, man, we could make a record." It's slowly getting more records, and all of a sudden, you have fucking Led Zeppelin, right? Right. (laughs) All of a sudden, you have Cream. Uh, all of a sudden, you, uh, literally, all of a sudden, you have the Rolling Stones. The Beatles mm-hmm. were never session musicians.
5: But they right, put, yeah,
0: in, but so they, they put in their time.
5: Oh, they, they, they there's, there's, tons of people in Hamburg that would totally disagree with you. <laughs> they heard them play in bars. Oh,
0: dude, th- they were playing eight hour sets yeah. seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Think about that. Right.
5: Yeah. Any indie band, listen, eight hour sets seven days a week. If, if you could play <laughs> eight days a week, seven days a week, yeah. For 28 like eight hours a day, you're your special your special breed. Yeah.
3: Well, and you know, since we're talking about session musicians that are finally getting their shine, I mean Joseph Lineberg is coming up with a really awesome record on October seventh. Mm-hmm. Told me that. Yeah, yeah, Astral Progressions. It's it's amazing. And what you all know? has he played on? I I, I don't know. He's the been guy. on everything. He was he was on to Pimper Butterfly. Okay. Um, because he has a uh him and Terrace Martin are their own group called Love Dragon. Nice. And they were all over to Pimp a Butterfly. He was on Erica Badu's records, uh, Thundercat, um, Robin Thick. He was everywhere. Yeah. This dude was everywhere. Yeah. So same thing. Same thing with Shabaka. Shabaka was in the Sun Ra Orchestra yeah. for yeah. years. Um, okay. So like,
5: I'm gonna. Okay, I'm a member of Grammy. So um, here's a here's a funny like note about this whole thing when it comes to like mainstream recognition. Grammy is fully aware that all these people exist in the world, which is kind of like the best thing for mainstream music, because when it's time to like award these people, little gramophones that the membership organization gives out once a year on CBS, Mm -hmm. like that's what Grammy is. It's for people. Cause a lot of people don't know that, you know, but like this, this membership organization, these are all people who are fully active in the musical universe. Like session musicians are like all stars. Like in yeah. the musical universe. So like the idea that all these people are known by the people that give out the little gramophones and these people are all going to get lots of little gramophones. Hmm. Yeah. Means a really good thing is about to happen in music. So like I like I know that a lot of people probably are gonna like listen to this record off the break, like I'm not checking for Robert Glasper. But when he wins like seventeen Grammys, <laughs> then it's
3: gonna be like, Oh, right. this guy <laughs> Exactly. Right,
5: because he's gonna win seventeen Grammys. Yeah. Like all these guys are. Like everybody you've named. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance. Limeberg's
3: gonna get something. Yeah, get something.
5: all of these guys are all part of that own membership organization. They're gonna win Grammys that are going to increase their mainstream uh, potential. And you know, I mean, I guess it all goes back to Kendrick, like deciding that I'm gonna make this record mm-hmm. and just put everybody on it like all the dopest musicians like like when Kanye sent out the tweet about his fashion line he's like i want all the dopest wrestlers like i feel like <laughs> like that's what he said you know i know yeah, so i feel like kendrick was like i want all the dopest musicians so is, is
0: kendrick just now like two years out is this the, like the confirmed singularity would yes. you guys say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I, so. I think it's pretty. yeah, I think it's pretty easy to do it now analyze that like that. I mean it's
3: you know, for me, for me it was always like he was the guy in terms of like putting jazz on, you know, oh jazz is back in the mainstream, it's yeah. Kendrick. But I also gotta give a lot of credit too, to the D'Angelo's uh, Black Messiah. Yeah. Because, yes, because it wasn't, that that's that, not a jazz that, record, that but
0: too, actually we disagreed. We we said that is a jazz record. Oh no it's, no it's it's a different kind of
1: jazz.
5: Yeah. It's a new jazz. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. I mean, because yeah. to me to me it's like I I'll say this again. If you go into the studio just to make a rap record in 2016, I am not here to listen to that record.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if
5: you're just trying to like, I'm gonna make some raps and do some rap. No, nah, like yes, yeah. out. <laughs> we've evolved. Like D'Angelo and Kendrick Lavar don't make hip hop or rap records. They make free jazz records that include all these various influences of years of music you know
1: mm.
0: you guys see this as uh more or less important though than those records or just the same
3: um you know that's a good question man i'm gonna say less simply because of when it's coming out because the, the doors are already open right you know so it's like when i when i think of when i think of d'angelo's record when i think of kendrick's record. That that was the turning point for jazz or for like music in general. Yeah. For That opened the door for Glasper to finally be like, okay, fine. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and do what I can do because now they're, now they're more ears on what I'm doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whereas I felt like as, as great as black radio was, I felt they were kind of holding themselves back by just making all this great music and having all these other people sing and rap on it.
0: Well, there's also somebody in the room going like, yeah we need to sell this record
3: exactly exactly. Yeah. and at that time you didn't really know I mean he he had a nice career Double Book was a really good album but it wasn't like he was trying to get his Grammy now that he has his Grammy I feel like now it's just more comfortable and you can tell it when you talk to him he's like oh yeah you know just kind of in the studio with Herbie Hancock whatever Yeah, yeah. that's kind of his thing
0: when, when you lock eyes with him from across the Sev uh, <laughs>
3: no when I have to like set up an interview uh-huh. and all that shit I don't know him
5: like that. <laughs> yeah, like I mean I think that um these things are like baseball cards now. Like yeah. all these records. Like you just gotta collect them all. Like it's 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 not enough. Like I, I feel badly for people that are like, I just listened to the Kendrick record. And it's like, okay, well that that's fucking great. But did you listen to this record and 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 this record? Because if you haven't, then like you're really missing out because like when when the next Kendrick record comes out that's not like the B-sides that he just, like, yeah. forgot. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I got, like, eight tracks for the B-sides. i put this shit out and make some money. Cause right. that's, what, cause that, that's why I put it out. Let's not, let's not fuck around here. Well, because totally. Kendrick's yeah. listening
0: to this shit now.
5: Yeah, so now like, this, this next record... We were
0: pulling from old shit before. Now we're, like, we got people uh, like Glassbrow here making the new shit.
5: I'm, I'm gonna say some wild shit to, like, drop it in, in the middle of the floor in this room. The next Schoolboy Boy Q record... It's going to be dope. You think? Yes. If for no other reason, then like everybody in that whole like black hippie movement, they're all like in now. They're all listening to the same records for like the first time. Like when Kendrick was off making, you know, Paper Butterfly, I'm certain that like everybody was kind of aware of what he was doing yeah. and maybe listening to those same records. But like everybody knows these are all the best records now. Like these are all the best records. Like when Pitchfork again, says that this is the best record, <laughs> oh, it's God. the best record. Let's qualify this. Both of you write for Pitchfork. Right, I do, so, yeah. So, so, you know, so when Fader says, this yeah. is the best record, yeah. anyway, this is the best record. When NPR says, this is the best record, it's the best record. When the streets, moreover, uh-huh. say this is the best record, this is the best record. So like, the like Schoolboy Q record, whenever Absol decides to come down from the ether <laughs> and make a record, yeah. that's going to be a dope record. Like, Anybody who's like in this creative circle right now, the next record they put out, because these are all the best records.
3: You know, somebody it's else is, be who I hear is coming up with a really good one who's had some really good features here recently was also on Pimp Butterfly, Rhapsody. Yeah. Heard I heard hear, From yeah. what I hear, is, is I hear that, Rhapsody. Not, uh,
0: here, or is it I uh, hear with a wink? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's
3: like
5: the rumor mill is saying yeah, that right. this next one well, is because, done. Because Ninth is friends with all these people. Totally. <laughs> so totally. it's not It's a phone call so, so let me call. uh it's game
0: over um and i'm doing this like an interview i don't usually do this but <laughs> i'm gonna ask a few more questions let's run it like this uh the track human is this is is this sort of putting something out there to get people in or is this like a completely earned
5: you think track on this album
3: the, I'll give you the floor.
5: That's the victory lap. Like, that's the moment when like, you have put your foot in the music industry so many times. You have just kicked the music industry's ass like 12 times in a row. And then you're like, well, here's what I'm going to do. I want to make a human lead cover and I'm going to put it out. And I know it's going to be dope. I'm going to make it so dope that you can't not listen to it.
0: Because let's be clear. What, what are people going to hear off this first? The public.
3: They're probably gonna hear "Find You." In my they opinion. find you. Yeah. Well, no, they've had three singles. Oh, three. Um, what
0: what's gonna what's gonna bring kids what's it. gonna bring
3: kids to the Lincoln Theater if he plays? Oh, okay. Hmm. Let's "Find You." Find You, actually, yeah. Okay, I because because they've wanted. been told by like, mainstream actually, publications. I, you guys just
0: made me feel old because I'm like, you're right. Nobody knows the fucking Human League.
5: So, ben, <laughs> but here's the thing: is that record is, is is buried in there for a reason because it's like okay, again. When you solidly kick the music industry's ass like 12 times, mm-hmm. you get you get the chance to make a league cover and nobody can say anything to you. Nobody can look at you in the room and go, maybe you shouldn't put that out. Nobody can say a word to you at that point because you you're you're a winner. So this is like his victory lap of like, yo, I'm gonna do this. And and nobody's gonna say shit.
3: Well, see, and that's how I felt too. Like when I when I was listening to it for the first time, I almost expected it. I was like, okay, that's like what twelve cuts on here. The last one's probably gonna be a really unexpected cover. Mm-hmm. And when I played it, I was like, oh, okay, this is this album smells like Teen Spirit, but, because yeah, that's the one that whooped my ass. But I was like, oh, okay,
5: but, but smells like Teen Spirit. Let's get that straight. That's Nirvana. So black people have been fucking with Nirvana since the beginning. Sure. So that's not surprising. But like the Human League, you're like. Like, even for me, and I love... I, Brit- I
0: would have expected it on uh, Blood Orange's record, honestly. Right.
5: Yeah. I love Britpop a great, 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 great deal. Probably more than... Uh, if you put a hundred black people in a room and you would be in there, mm. I love it more than all those people combined. They're all weird. I love it more than them. So, like, I heard this and I was like, Oh. What? Really? Oh, oh okay. All right. I guess I have to be here for that. And I was like stunned. I was like, "You're like stunned, like oh shit." And that's important because, like, that opens a door. Because if that's the 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 the, the tucked in extra super B side mm-hmm. on that record, then what does that mean for, like, say Kamasi needs to make a crossover record? Well, see, I what, don't... Is that, then what does that open up for him? Does that open up wham? Like, I mean, because <laughs> that—that's what that does to me. That's
0: what that. I swear to God, if Kamasi does a cover of Careless Whisper, we will all drive there and just like backhand it. No, but it
5: would be—but it would be dope. It would be. it would be no. unquestionably dope. I love that song,
3: but that no. Yeah, it's like no, certain man. things don't mess with it. But it's like for me, no, I wasn't. I don't know. I guess, air, guess we, like, I guess it's, it's where is. we part ways because I just I wasn't totally shocked when I heard it because this is what Glasper does. Mm. He's been doing this his whole career. Well, like, he just. He, he creates what he wants yeah, he's I a was, fucking weird dude and he just makes all this
5: yeah i just didn't know he was that weird it like it like reached into me and was like okay so i'm cool with you too and i was like oh shit really you're cool with me like fuck i didn't know that and it was that it was that feel good <laughs> moment that's, a, that's actually i
0: mean i read it the same way but only because again like if you're talking about stuff like uh, back to the jazz just like the weird weather report stuff and and the weird uh sort of booty called dentist music stuff yeah. like that's just not a familiar music to a lot of people but they hear that and they're like oh and, 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 and people are burnt up and i was like okay this is and and for me, it, I, I don't think it's like a constellation. I don't think anybody. I don't think it's a note. I think you're right. I think he's a weird dude. And he was just like, you know. But I'll go for. I mean, he may be a weird dude. I don't think it's weird, right? I, I think more people should make fucking records like that and just be like, you know what? Because he's what he's our age, basically, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're all yeah. around the same age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we all basically heard close to the same music. Yeah. Right? yeah. So what I mean what the fuck why so, no, not
3: yeah that was the thing i mean he probably like like all of us probably came up on mtv and was mm-hmm. listening to david bowie and all that and so this is just kind of what he does like he yeah. yeah he he's a jazz pianist or whatever if you want to label him but he totally listens to all of that stuff and he can play it all i mean even on the robert glass Trio record he has a song where he covers um time after time by cindy Lauper you know yeah. and it sounds really like natural like that's this right, is what he's right. been doing he's probably been covering that song for the last 20 years but yeah.
5: I'm, I'm going to tell you again Cindy Lauper secretly another artist that like my mom fucked with heavy in the 80s like she's amazing you know, though yeah, yeah, yeah she's amazing but like to me when you go to Human League that's l- going to a whole other place like Staying in Nirvana, that's like staying in things that, you know, like your African-American core listenership are comfortable with. Like, this is a thing that I know and I may have listened to and I yeah, was cool fair with. enough. But then it's like Human League. Like, if I walk down the street to like like the liquor store on 13th Street and I said Human League, people would not get it. But if I said Cyndi Lauper, they'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 the white girl with the red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I said like Nirvana, they'd be like, "Yo, they were dope." Human League, yeah, they look at me like, "I was a Martian." But it's like,
3: okay, you're saying Human League, but wouldn't people know that song though? Yeah,
5: I think I think they would once you played of it. Of yeah, right,
0: yeah. a certain, they a certain age. age, I yeah. think.
5: Yeah, I don't think they would know it immediately. But I think that they it would, it would jog their memory to a point where they go, "Oh yeah, 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 that's right." Eventually,
3: right? Yeah, it wouldn't be like an immediate,
5: "Oh yeah." But yeah, I just I was really like impressed that like going to that level because you never, you never get a second chance to like dig that deep and like to go in and say, okay, people that know what I do, I'm going to take you to another level of what I do. Especially if like, you know, if you know it is weird in quotes, when you go to that next level, that's like, Oh, well, it's such a cross germination of thought
0: when any artist does that, that, so you have like these songs that are uh, objectively good songs, and that's one of them. And thank God he did not do the awkward like sing-talk thing. Like yeah. I'm only human too. No, he did none of that. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's in
4: there.
1: Uh, you know what it's it's not about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: But but you know, it, it's it's people recognizing that it simply, at some point, breaks down and doesn't matter. Like this is music. This is good, and what works works. There are so many different elements that can feed into it. If you're a really looking at it from a sociological perspective, sure you can trace it back to like drum circles yeah. as like the basis of stuff. And look, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you have this whole like anthropology of music that that honestly like people like Glasper and jazz musicians in general like draw from more robustly than any other people. And so to have this on here, you know, people might look at it like, oh yeah, you got the hit and and you got you got the kids in there,
5: but but it's Mm -hmm.
0: it's it feels at the end of the day completely natural.
5: It does. Because he likes good music. Like that's what that's what blew me. It was just like, oh, he's just chilling. Like that was cool. Like that that really made me. I was always respectful of Robert Glass for his, like, you know, mm-hmm. canon of music, but like, I became a fan. That moment, it was like, oh, yeah, you're, you, you're. We are cool forever. Like, you have reached a level that has touched me uniquely as a fan of just good music, and we're good forever. You can, we're good. My so,
0: uh, so, so, I guess we'll, we'll wrap this up uh, real quick here. Uh, Mr. Moran, what are you going to do with it, besides write the review? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the
3: review comes out. Hopefully they liked it. But uh, um, I don't know, man. I just, what I always think about the Robert Glasper experiment, man, you, you got to see him live. Like, that. the record is great, but you mm-hmm. got to see it in a live setting. It'll give you a whole other perspective on the music.
0: But but you're saying people should go and get the record. People should go and, yeah, definitely
3: people should go. Definitely get go get it. On and get the record.
0: Yeah,
5: buy it. I mean, and, and moreover, like he like, uh, says, like, buy a ticket to see him live. Because September thirtieth at the Bowery Ballroom,
0: I think is one of the few shows in the U.S. right now. Yeah, jazz is be best
5: there. seen live. is jazz. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Big air quotes. It's gonna make Patrick angry, but triple by. I mean, this is like this. This yeah. is without a doubt. Like, if you just like music, you yeah. you,
5: you need this, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's best music. It's the best. Totally. It's the best music out right now.
0: You know, and and you need to like I said, you need to see him live. Maybe hang out with Robert. I'm not suggesting stalking, but I, I'm saying, <laughs> if he can do this, seems like it would be a good influence on your life.
3: See, the crazy thing is, Robert would actually hang out. All right. Seriously, he would be like, yeah, sure, totally. You listen to Robert? Come on. let <laughs> <you're> Exactly.
2: <taking laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> to give me the feeling I'm needing
4: wanting to be the one to offer the greatest gift that
0: All right, so Robert Glasper Experiment, uh, the name of the album is Art Science. It is out now, if you're listening to this. Uh, we're going to put some tour dates. It, like I said up front, I think he's playing with Bowery Ballroom on the 30th. I keep repeating that. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be sad. But it's around there. Uh, and and then I think he's off to Europe. Yeah. Because uh, shame on us, United States. Jazz does better in Europe sure. and Canada. And yeah. really, every fucking other country except here.
5: Well, we're, we're going to catch up. I mean, it's records like these that make it important. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So you have so to have these hopefully records.
0: Hopefully, he'll come down to DC. He can't play, place by like Bohemian Caverns, but then again, that was always going to be too small for him. So right. Yeah. Um, we like to, uh, aside from talking about music a lot, we like to just sort of play some stuff. And uh, this is also thanks to you, Mister Moore. Uh, talking about the guy named Mind Design. I'm gonna let Mr. Dowling here uh, introduce you to, th- to this young gentleman here.
5: Oh man, because I, I, yeah. So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna keep this one brief because I just want to like give a brief introduction, let the music expand. Um, take a a, a rap influenced uh, producer and uh, introduce him to uh, being raised in a uh, like cult like situation and also mind expanding uh, substances. And put that all together and uh, then just kind of like set it free. I think the thing about mind designs you have to remember is that this is a guy who can like take the energy of his chakras and put it into Ableton and make it <laughs> pop out. Music. This isn't going where I thought it would go. Oh, but that's uh, when you read my review. Is that, is that
3: it's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> it's accurate? Yeah, it's very
5: accurate. So that's the kind of music you're listening to. Like right, it's, so it's what, on another wave. So, what track are we going to hear here? God. What would be best? Like I, this, this, this. Cosmic perspective. There the cosmic perspective. You go. There you go. All right.
0: So, this is uh, Mind Design. It's off the uh, album Body Wash. It should also be out now if you're listening to this. Comes yeah? out. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's out it now. will be out yeah. by the time this comes out. Yeah. Find yeah.
0: it on Bandcamp. You know? Yes. Uh, So this is uh, a mind design cosmic perspective off of body wash. cosmic perspective mind design uh, yeah. out of la uh, there is a very slim chance uh we may be talking to him yeah all right man we gotta we gotta set it up yeah but, shout uh, out to uh, the, uh, yeah this is uh this is one of those things that marcus dowling you wrote the review and uh i did when i first heard the record i said how the fuck would we ever review this and that's how <laughs> like, yeah, you put just, it down down, Give it to Dowling. So, give it to me. So so instead of instead of spending uh, an hour with us going, Whoa man, like there's the track. Just, Hit it. Get it on Bandcamp. It's out there now. Yeah. Uh it's out there everywhere and on your yeah, stream. Listen to the stuff. whole record. Do
5: For, that. Listen m- to the whole last record. Last thing
0: before we get out of here, I want to tie it back to the uh the uh Glasper thing. What we were talking about, like all these artists coming up and doing shit. Hmm? Where is Mr. Abernathy sitting in all this? Mm. Because, look, we've heard his album. We can talk about it soon. Yes. coming up. October is coming. October is coming, yes. So we can talk about it soon, but, we, but, but people might not know what we're talking about. It's like Aaron Abernathy. He's a musical director of Black Milk. He's got an excellent album called Monologue coming out. Yeah. Uh, that is, Yeah, you know, we were talking about best of albums up, upstairs.
5: That's one of them. Mm-hmm.
0: So where does he sit in this in this tradition and especially like what Glasper's doing? He's a mm. keyboard player.
5: hmm mm. Um he's, Awesome question. He's like, okay, so like he's right to the left of where Glasper is. Cause given that I have heard this record and you have heard this record, mm-hmm. and I currently have it on my phone and it's on repeat. Um it's like not as jazzy and is more soulful, but it's in the same school. It's in that same, like, mm-hmm. school of, like, rhythm and blues. Like, I mean, I, that's, like, a lost term, I think, in music. Like, R&B as, like, a genre that actually sells and people buy and people love and people go to yeah. see live concerts for. And it's coming back. Thank God it's coming back. But, um, yeah, it's right to the list for it. It's right to the left of that. Like, it's, like, it's, it's a nice ancillary listen like if you want to if you're into the glasper and you're like holy crap this is the record of records and the music industry is pushing this record to be the record of records and good for him but like to the left of that there's this beautiful aaron Abernathy record that if you listen to it you will come into that record a lot easier than you come into the glasper okay. yeah yeah because you've heard it too now so you know totally yeah totally So um, it's, a, it's an easier get
3: the glasper record it's an easier get i think i think for ab he definitely is going to need exposure because the the difference between glasper and ab right now is that people don't really know ab as well as they should right you know we know him
1: but he he needs to get out
3: there he needs more he needs more like new york shows he needs to do more like traveling with nat turner and he needs more promotion to be honest i Mm. mean he has a great record but the thing is if like no one knows that it's a great record right You know, just be one of those things that's just kind of sitting out there and people will discover it years after they should have. That's my only fear. Yeah,
5: But like I said, it's an easier get. I mean, especially if you're over the age of 30 and you're less than 40. So like if you've like grew up in a certain era, like this is a record that you know. You know this record like the back of your hand and you haven't heard it in Mm -hmm. 15 years. And you're going to hear it and be like, oh, this is. Insert twelve artists here. So is he riding the wave, or
0: is he is he kicking up in a new genre? He just you
5: just he just made a great R and B record yeah. by a yeah. by a standard that most people forgot, and he just nailed it because he's old enough to know how to do it right. And yeah, he did it
3: right. To me, I mean, when I <laughs> when I listen to Abs' record, man, he reminds me a lot of like that Fontaine as well um uh, you know there it is. foreign exchange you know fonte solo joint and fonte and eric robeson just came out with a really good record that no one talks about yeah you know what i'm saying so he reminds me of that where it's like he's in that lane and and fonte is on like glasper's radar you know he was on the glasper everything's beautiful I mean, they're,
5: album. All, they're all friends everybody's yeah friends i mean here. they're totally buddies <laughs> and all that
3: so yeah black milk is in that too so, yeah, everybody's it's like, friends so i'm pretty i mean the, fonte you know Fonte, Ab, they're totally all in that same room. I just, I hope that Monolog gets him a lot more exposure because he's been dope for a really long time. Yeah, yes, this, this is. is the breakout record, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, we plan on basically bringing it up every damn podcast <laughs> until we sit down here and talk with him yeah. and talk about it. We We rarely do uh things here where we talk to the artist and then review the album because mm-hmm. that can get awkward we did it we did it once and then the band came down like what the fuck were you talking about when you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's the order we do it in but uh <laughs> yeah. but for this it's 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 basically talking about yeah as much as we can talk about it, as much as everybody you guys obviously are going to be talking about them totally yeah you know, mm-hmm. it'd be a good companion piece to the uh glasper piece it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a fun week.
5: time to, to, to listen to soul music right now. It really it is. is good Lord, is it ever. I'll just say that. like Soul music is really awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Just it's across back. the board. It's, it's, it's all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming down. Uh, Marcus, I'm sure I'll see you sooner rather than you later. Might. Mr. Moore, uh, yeah, I'll see you eventually. Yeah, you'll see me on the weekend. Yeah. I'm always back on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, you'll be back here eventually. <laughs> yes. uh, keep up the good work over at Bandcamp. Thanks, uh, man. You guys are fucking crushing it. Uh and what?
1: No <laughs>